Welcome back to The Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. Uh, I'm Steve Watts, joined as always by my co-host Ty Patterson, and we are speeding through this intro today because we have a very long episode ahead. Um, before we dive into our Director's Bracket Challenge, Ty, do you want to tell us what you watched this week? I watched one movie for the like 25th time. I saw The Batman again. I'm <laughs> severely mentally ill. Please help me. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it was a pretty slow week for me. I exposed Morgan to Scott Derrickson. We watched Sinister and the Black Phone. And then I watched An American Werewolf in London, which I thought was amazing. I then went on to watch Opal, which I think is one of the greatest short films of all time. Followed that up with another, another one of Jack Stauber's short films, Rain, which is only 30 seconds. I highly recommend you check it out, Ty. Um, followed that up with Gamer, which is one of the most interesting strange movies i've seen in my entire life and then finished the week off with two of john carpenter's movies first i watched vampires and then i watched escape from la i only have three left that i have not seen in his filmography um all right jumping into this episode (laughs) something ty and i have done for a long time is taken blank march madness 64 team brackets and filled them out with directors actors movie characters um just movies in general, really anything, um, and then we discuss who would win in an elimination-style tournament um, between who's uh, who's on the board. So today we've brought you a 64-person director's bracket challenge, and we are going to be walking through and debating the whole thing. Uh, rather than having things be completely random on this bracket... I split them up into four regions rather than north, east, south, and west. Um, So in the top left, we have blockbuster directors. And to get into that category, you must have directed a movie that is in the top 50 highest grossing films of all time. In the bottom left, we have the indie gems category. And for the sake of simplicity, um, to get into this region, you must have directed at least two films. And one has to be for A24 and the other has... er, or um, neon films and in the top right we have my personal favorite of the of the uh, categories which is the horror greats this category is open to all directors who have directed more than two horror films and lastly in the bottom right we have the old timers region and to belong in this region you must have directed a film before ty was born so basically anything pre-20th century Great, dude. Run this gauntlet. Let's get this thing done. And uh, for the sake of length of this pod, we are going to be skipping over the first round in Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. But if you're interested and would like to see more of our matchups and analysis, hop on over to them on YouTube where we have posted the full-length video. Let's dive in. Let's get it done. All right. You want to start in the top left? Sounds like a good place to start. All right. So we have the Russo brothers uh, who defeated Sam Mendes in the first round and David Yates who took down Colin Trevorrow. Um, I think that the Russo brothers survive one more round here. I think that I'm going to make the same case that I did in the first round that they have made four consensus top 10 MCU movies. They are blockbuster kings they are kind of on the end of what was an awesome gauntlet i know that you're not a marvel truther so this is going to be a hard one to defend 
but I think it's a pretty easy case to make here. I think they win this one. I actually am pretty fine with this one. Um, I think David Yates is a great director, but I don't think that the commercial success of Harry Potter is really comparable to the commercial success of Endgame and Infinity War. Um, Yates may be a more talented director. We've seen him do the Fantastic Beasts movie, which I guess are in the same universe, um, but the Russos have clearly taken a step down with, what do they make, The Gray Man, right? The gray, yep, The Gray Man. Yeah, awesome. Awesome movie. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, let's let's take The Russos here and move on. Um, next, next matchup we have down here is Brad Bird, who defeated Lee Unkrich in the first round versus J.J. Abrams, who defeated Michael Bay. This is kind of a no-brainer for me. Uh, I would imagine it is for you. Uh, yeah. Brad Bird? Brad Bird. Awesome. Be- better Mission Impossible movie. Bird. <laughs> better Mission Impossible movie, also just a better filmography. Again, I think yeah. The Incredibles is better than uh, The Avengers. So we'll see where, where we get next round with that. Um all right, next next down the list is actually a matchup that I think oh. we might disagree on. Oh, this is no. James Wan versus Christopher Nolan. Oh God, no, dude. You know what my my heart is telling me James Wan, but everything else is telling me Chris Nolan. Where where are you with this? You love both of these guys. Ah, uh, yeah, they're two of my favorite directors. I think post Aquaman two is a better case for Wan. You think Aquaman 2 is going to move the needle? I really <laughs> Holy shit, buddy. You are lost. There's no way. <laughs> I actually do, dude. He's been talking it up so much. Okay. I'm like low-key excited for it. And one of my worst takes is that I really did not like the first Aquaman at all. How about post-Oppenheimer, dude? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> this is no. Uh, no way. I, the thing with Nolan is... Like, what's Oppenheimer going to do? Be another 10 out of 10 for his filmography? Like, he's got his entire filmography is 10 out of 10s, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, he's a wizard. I I love Juan, (laughs) but this is crazy talk. All right. All right. We'll just move on, Nolan. I think that's that's the clear pick here. Great. All right. Next down. This one's another easy one for me. I would imagine for you as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, so for you, for those listening, Steve hasn't even seen Kaczynski's Top Gun Maverick. So um, this is kind of me backpacking this. Cameron is the true master of the blockbuster. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of a no-brainer. Kaczynski kind of just made a, a Tony Scott film in Maverick and then a semi-okay sci-fi adventure mm-hmm. uh, called Oblivion. This is a no-brainer for me. I'm going James Cameron. <laughs> I didn't even realize Kaczynski made Oblivion. I'm making a case for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't know uh, you liked that movie. Uh, I watched it when I was eight, and I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, since then, <laughs> I have not revisited it, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> That's a perfect argument. Let's just move them on to be funny. Oh, God. Um, and f- for those listening, uh, Kaczynski defeated John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man movies, in the first round, and Cameron defeated Chris Columbus. Um, all right. That was that was a really quick run-through of that of that top left. A lot of blowouts. Can you tell that we've just completely milked 
the the first round where our brains are mush right now. Uh, maybe yours is. <laughs> yeah, this is way past my bedtime. All right. Um, <laughs> next down the list, we have Ari Aster versus Joachim Trier in the Indie Gems category. I think we agree that Trier is moving on here, right? Oh, God. Thank God. Thank God. Ast- Aster just ran into an insane um, nine-seed SEC team here. This is like Auburn. Like they're just gonna put you through hell for two halves. Um, I I don't care how much I love Ari Aster. The worst person in the world is my second, maybe my first favorite movie of all time. I have to move Trier on here. Dude, Trier is. Uh, it, it's crazy that Trier only has one movie that we've both seen. Right. And he is surpassing Trey Edward Schultz, who's one of my favorite directors, and Ari Aster. Um, who is one of my least favorite. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I don't have the energy to argue with you right now. I gave I gave you Trier. You could have just let it go. I you could have just let that one go. <laughs> Never. Always, always go for the petty jabs. <laughs> Move on, please. Now now I feel like I should just cut deep here. Alright. Oh god. But I You're can't. Gonna, yeah, you can't, can't with this matchup. I so can't. Next down the list, we have David Lowry, who defeated Bo Burnham in the first round, and Yorgos Lanthimos, who defeated Bong Joon-ho. This is a clear David Lowry win, right? Yeah, dude. Lanthimos won on, like, a technicality. <laughs> David Lowry is the clear choice here. <laughs> uh, Lanthimos is a very talented director. These are, again, two very different uh, filmmakers, I feel like. Um, Killing of Sacred Deer is one of the most just disturbing weird movies i've seen in my entire life compared to a ghost story which is one of the more slow and beautiful movies yeah i mean i'm kind of with you there i i may not love a ghost story or the green knight but i can acknowledge that they are just technically sound what about pete's dragon i never saw that oh dude actually yeah you should check it out you should actually check it out I feel like my family has it on Blu-ray, and they never buy movies, so <laughs> I, I feel like I should watch that. It's a it's a really fun one. One of my favorite scores of all time, Daniel Hart, is After My Own Heart. <laughs> Isn't it uh, Atticus Ross and Trent Rasner or whatever? No, it's it's uh, it's Daniel Hart, same guy who did Ghost Story and uh, Green Knight. I'm thinking of a different movie then. Okay, my bad. Let's keep yeah. it rolling. All right, next up we have Barry Jenkins, who took down the Safety Bros in round one against the Daniels, who took down Park Chan-wook. I mean, for me, this is easy, but it's Moonlight versus Everything Everywhere, right? Uh, I forget you haven't seen If Beale Street Could Talk, but... Yeah, I think Everything Everywhere is another just one film that can take these guys to the next round don't you if if the movie's in my top 10 all time it's hard to argue against that that director i'm going the daniels here awesome um i'll agree i will say though barry jenkins maybe five years from now could win this matchup okay good to know i uh i don't i yeah i don't know we'll see what like does jenkins have something in the works right now that i'm missing 
Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure if he has anything in production. I just feel like the Daniels could very well go down as a one-hit wonder. Mm, okay. I could see that. Swiss Army Man is great. I'm surprised it doesn't have a larger cult following after everything everywhere. But um, I just, I don't know. It's not there. I think they really needed an amazing script, which they got with everything everywhere. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they do next. Um, last matchup of the Indie Gems category. We're kind of flying here. This is uh, Alex Garland versus Greta Gerwig. So... Alex Garland is weirdly um, also a feminist filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With men. <laughs> if you can call that a feminist film. Um, okay, is Ex Machina a feminist film? I don't I don't think you can consider that. Maybe <laughs> in a Ma- weird twisted way. Ex Machina is it's a like pro robot. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a chat GPTist movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh <laughs> This is pretty clear for me, right? Um, despite Annihilation being... Annihilation, you could actually make an argument just because it is um, a full cast of female scientists. But um, no, this is Greta Gerwig. I think she does everything better, right? Agreed. We're moving on. And post-Barbie, is Gerwig going down in this bracket? Going down? Yeah, like, is, is Gerwig is Gerwig the champion after Barbie comes out? Uh, maybe a Final Four contender, I think. All right. All right. Um, back to the top. On the right side, we have the Horror Greats. So, our first matchup is John Carpenter, who defeated uh, David Robert Mitchell, versus Toby Hooper, who took down David Lynch. Hooper has a solid body of work in Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist to honestly just horror classics but i don't think we can argue against carpenter's body of work either and his classics in halloween and the thing but he's transcended time i mean the halloween franchise has lived on for 40 years i don't think hooper i mean texas chainsaw massacre i guess has as well but those movies are far worse than what's happened to the halloween franchise and it's not nearly as iconic so i'm leaning carpenter Thankfully, in the Texas Chainsaw remake, the one thing they did right, uh, or no, in the in the Halloween Ends, actually, the one thing they did right is not um, having Michael Myers walk into a bus of millennials while they God. record and say, you're getting canceled. God, I, I can't believe that movie's real. That made me want to throw up when I saw that in TCM 2022. Um yeah, this is a clear carpenter for me. He's one of my favorite filmmakers of all time, if not my favorite. And I was never a Texas Chainsaw guy. I understand, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to try and argue. The thing is top two, maybe top one horror movie for me. So That's fair. That's fair. It's top three carpenter for me. You still haven't seen In the Mouth of Madness, have you? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, you got to watch it. Sleeper, sleeper number one carpenter movie. Wow. Okay. Good it's actually it's actually my favorite of his, um, and I think you'd really enjoy it. Okay, it's a Thai movie. All right. Yeah. Um, that. All right. Oh my lord, what a matchup! Yeah, the next the next one we have is Mike Flanagan, who took down George Romero, and Robert Eggers, who beat Steve Milner. So for those tuning in that missed the first round, the big 
talking point was that Mike Flanagan might secretly be the king of horror, despite kind of being just the limits limited series champion. I think Robert Eggers is the man and arguably the king of A24. You can make a case for him or Aster, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But Flanagan is just on top of his game and he has been for the last like seven years, I yeah. think. I mean, I even like Oculus. This is an easy yeah. pick for me. Thinking back to, um, I don't know if you know this, in Hush, Flanagan, one of Flanagan's first films, uh, he actually, the main character in that movie, the deaf woman, um, wrote Midnight Mass, and she spoils really? it. She spoils it in that movie. Um, no way. It's awesome. I watched it after watching Midnight Mass, and I was like, wait, what the hell? And Is it like her her script that she's writing? It's the book that she gives her friend. Get out of here, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And they reference like, oh, but I hated when Riley dies is I think what um, the neighbor says. And I was like, I can't believe I didn't catch this. That is so cool. Yeah, um, definitely worth a rewatch. Eggers is a phenomenal filmmaker um, in just about every regard. And I think that Flanagan just has a larger body of perfect work here. That is that is the perfect way to do it. I think that both of these guys are batting a thousand. It just so happens that Flanagan is had a couple more at bats yeah um all right moving (laughs) moving on we have (laughs) one of our funnier picks from the first round (laughs) where (laughs) Guillermo (laughs) del Toro won the matchup between Sam Raimi and Scott Derrickson (laughs) um (laughs) and he will be facing off against Wes Craven who pretty easily whooped Clive Barker I, I fought long and hard to have Hotel Toro in this bracket just for him to get absolutely murdered by Wes Craven. Oh, uh, that's awesome. This, this is, is this this is Auburn versus Houston. Um, Del Toro comes out swinging in the first half, and then and then Craven just comes down, and he's like, you know what? We're not letting you score a single another point. Yeah, put put him in a torture chamber. We're we're guarding you ninety four feet. This is just hell. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this, um, is, this is really easy for me. Perfect. I'm glad. I'm glad we agree. I I expected more Craven pushback from you, actually. Really? Yeah. Just you know because what? I feel like you're not really a scream or a nightmare guy. I I've just I've grown to appreciate him and I also really like Red Eye. Interesting. That's Do a great not? take. Okay. It's a great take. Um I, just I thought you were a... going to say the hills have eyes. It's <laughs> like, "Oh, no. really?" <laughs> I I don't know. I just always have a good time with his movies and I I like his um I want to say like aesthetic. I, I can't I can't pinpoint it, but I've kind of just grown to love I've grown to love Wes. I don't know. That's awesome. Um, he also, like, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but notably, like, was apparently an amazing guy to work with on set. Gosh, rest in peace, man. Yeah. One of the greats. Rest in peace. Um, all right. Uh, last matchup up at the top right, we have David Cronenberg, the Crone Zone, uh, who defeated Dario Argento in the first round, versus Jordan Peele, who was Blast's official king of horror. <laughs> A couple pods ago, and I'd like to remind Ty of that. Uh, Peel played uh, Tim Burton in the first round and pretty easily won. <laughs> um, 
I made a really compelling argument for Cronenberg just based off of a, a viewing experience of The Fly. But this is just, this is a no-brainer. I mean, oh, Peel so outclasses glad. him. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I I can acknowledge that. We're, I think I was the one that crowned Peel as the, as the king in, the, <laughs> in our horror pod. Yeah. yeah, so I... I don't know. This is an easy one for me. I was pretty worried about pushback on that one. I nah. legitimately don't know who's coming out of the top right right now. Oh, I do. You uh, do? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're, I feel like we're going to battle on both of those. Yeah. What, um, a, what a great Elite Eight. Holy honestly. All right. Bottom right, we have the old timers. <laughs> Oh, so Spielberg, much to my chagrin, took down Link later in the first round, and uh, Akira Kurosawa beat Ridley Scott. I think this is a pretty easy Spielberg for me, actually. Um, as genius as uh, Akira Kurosawa's films are, and as much as I think he is a much better filmmaker than Spielberg, I just I don't know if I can make an argument about the cultural impact at least in the U.S., of Spielberg films versus Kurosawa films. Um, if you'd hear me out about Ikiru, I could talk all day, but I don't think you want to hear me talk about a three-hour movie about a man building a park. So, Yeah, I mean, I was ready to go to war. I thought you were going to kind of push back again, but I'm glad I got Spielberg out of the first round. It looks like he's moving on here again. Yeah, this should have been linked later. That's why you fight. That's why you fight hard for your guys. I suppose. Don't worry. He's not making it much further. <laughs> All right. Uh, next next row down, oh. we have the survivor oh of the matchup. Oh, my of God. The How does this happen? <laughs> How does this happen? This is crazy. <laughs> David Fincher is just running the absolute gauntlet right now. He's going through the SpongeBob mile-long spank train. And first he played uh, Tarantino in round one. Now he's going against Kubrick, hot off the defeat of Clint Eastwood. Let's hear it. I'm speechless. I, I am speechless. For those <laughs> listening, I about threw up looking at this. Um, how is Fincher paired up against Tarantino? How are these guys 5 and 12 seeds to begin with? But... Well, <laughs> I literally made the argument that if there's anyone that's going to catch Kubrick as the greatest director ever, it's David Fincher. And here we are in the round, of, what, 16? Yeah, we're in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. This is crazy. This is crazy. Um, I mean, based on my argument last round, it, it has to be Kubrick. But Wow, really? This, this kills me, dude. I don't think I'm letting you get that, actually. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna, complain i i prefer fincher movies i just think that kubrick I, the argument i made in the last one is that he has arguably the best movie in three or four genres he does I mean, let's go through this so full metal jacket maybe the best war movie i um, would argue yes that was like actually formative to me on like how i view a lot of things in life <laughs> the shining Arguably the best horror movie of all time. Right. A Clockwork Orange. Where, where does that fall in subgenre? Uh, arguably the most fucked up movie of all time. <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it. <clears throat> um, and 
2001 is Thank arguably the best sci-fi movie of all time. Yeah, um, that said, I don't know, man. Fincher's you know got that dog in him. Yeah. I mean, I list all those movies, but I don't think I enjoy any of them more than Seven, Zodiac, Social Network. I mean, yeah. who are we kidding here? I mean, dude, I, I'm so glad you said that. I thought you were going to take Kubrick on a technicality. Ah, oh, no, I can't do it. And it sucks. I think what does it for me is I've watched, I think, everything in Stanley Kubrick's filmography. And I've watched everything but Alien 3 and Mank <laughs> in Fincher's um, because I refuse to watch a movie about making the most boring movie of all time. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just have a better time watching Fincher films and I yeah. leave with the same feeling of, wow, that was perfect. Because uh, here's I'm my looking. argument. Kubrick has all those. I could argue that girl with the dragon's tattoo is the greatest mystery film of all time okay or maybe even the greatest action film of all time yeah that's john wick probably one of them is seven the best like detective thriller movie of all time probably okay now we're talking is zodiac the best serial killer movie of all time absolutely it is yeah okay is the social network the best biopic of all time Yes, it's the only one I've ever found interesting. <laughs> okay, all right. Until so, Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, y- you've talked me into it. Let's let's move them on. This is what I wanted anyways, so I'm good with awesome. this. Oh, Steven is in deep trouble next round. <laughs> Poor Steve. <laughs> Fincher's running through all the greatest directors of all time. <laughs> this, is a, this is an incredible gauntlet. I am, honestly, honestly. Just stunned. Um, all right, so trap game, trap game, trap game. Next up, we have Orson Welles, <laughs> who took down Woody Allen, and George Lucas, who took down Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock in one of the biggest upsets of our first round. This is easily Lucas, right? Easily, dude. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I mean, sweet Citizen Kane or Revenge of the Sith. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> Oh, God. We just made so many, like, influence. We just made Martin Scorsese roll over in his grave grave in 10 years. I don't even know. Um, (laughs) That one one cut deep. Yeah, no, Wells Wells was revolutionary for his time. What I always tell people, a lot of people um, have told me that Citizen Kane is their favorite movie of all time. Or Stop it's the it. greatest Stop movie it. of all they're time. They're lying. They're lying. Yeah, they're film students. But I've always said, okay, so if you tasted the first ever chocolate cake and you're like, okay, sweet, it's it's a chocolate cake. And then you tasted like fucking, I don't know, who's the best baker in the world? Cake Boss's chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? That first one, that's the one. <laughs> Or are you going to want, want the one that's more delicious and more fun? It's yeah. always going to be the newer chocolate cake. Dude, who are we kidding about Fincher? George Lucas is making a crazy run here, too. <laughs> Take, taking down Hitchcock and now and now Orson. This to is, be fair, this is... if, if, if Orson plays anybody that's not a creep who marries his adopted daughter, then he probably gets bounced around one, right? Right, dude, right. Oh, God. <laughs> um, all right, last matchup of the round of 32. We have 
the Cohen brothers who took down Francis Ford Coppola in another upset versus Martin Scorsese who just railed Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is another just beat down. Yeah, this outclassed. is classed. Yeah, it's got to be, right? Yeah. I love No Country, but Marty is just he's the man. Who are we kidding? Hey, The Departed, am I right? <laughs> of all movies to pick. Nice. That's my favorite of his. I cannot Stop lie it. to you. Stop. I it. cannot lie to you. That is my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. Remind me in some separate pod. I'm going to pull up a top 25 movies list. I've showed you this before that I made when I was 16 or 17. <laughs> the Departed was my favorite movie for about seven years. So I'm, and, I'm really not that upset. Yeah. To be clear, uh, <laughs> Ty, when he was 16 or 17, had much better taste. Yeah. It's because I was happier. <laughs> oh god the depression bond starring steve watson ty patterson all right uh moving on to the sweet 16 match f1 you know what let's let's work our way from bottom right to top left this time i think okay all sure. right so let's start it off with marty versus george it's scorsese dude this is, is. A, star wars can't can't move that much further it's unfortunate too. I think, I think Lucas could be up there if he didn't write some of his movies. Yeah, dude. I know. Because um, I think he really is skilled with the camera, and uh, he has a way of visual storytelling. But the dialogue just gets too bad sometimes. You know what? We totally might have messed this up. I know we're both Star Wars and George Truthers. Yeah. But someone smart could have made the argument that. I'm pretty sure he didn't direct Empire or Return of the Jedi. I, I could be wrong about Jedi, but I know he did not direct Empire. Did he not, actually? Nope. Am, uh-huh. I, am I dumb? No, he didn't direct it. I'm fact-checking you right now. Please do it. I am. I promise you when the credits roll, they're going to say it's somebody else. Oh, God dang it. I looked up a drag show called The Empire Strips Back. Oh, Oh, I thought you were just going to tell me I was right. Not I'm going to look. That's going to be so embarrassing. Yeah, like you're it. right. Wow, it's Irvin Kirshner. Notes. That's disgusting. Okay, well, regardless, I think he wins those first two matchups anyways. I do too. Revenge of the Sith is enough to move the needle. Yeah. But Marty is Marty. moving on. For the win. Um. <clears throat> all right, up top. Torture. Oh, Let's wait, talk yeah, about it. We're talking Fincher and Steve, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is this is just the ultimate torture chamber beatdown of an old seasoned veteran here. <laughs> this is the decrepit San Antonio Spurs right here going up against a give me anybody, I don't care. No, this, this like, is LeBron. This is LeBron going against Jokic this year. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I love it. This is David Fincher the whole way. By the way, in case you didn't catch it, we did we did start this pod uh, beforehand, but the Nuggets did complete the sweep. They ended up pulling it off. Yeah, they won by two. Oh boy, dude, the LeBron haters are just gonna go nuts over yeah, that. One. As as said, LeBron hater, I will be going nuts over that one. Are you really? Yeah, he's, I don't think he's good. Um, he's good, obviously, but like, I don't think he's the best of all time. Are you a Jordan guy, or do you have a different? You strike me as someone that's gonna like say Bill Russell or something. Uh, no, I am. A, I I think Jordan's the best to ever do it. My favorite player of all time that I think should be in the conversation though is Isaiah Thomas. 
Oh, that's a good take. Um, Thank you. My, my favorite basketball player right now is um, Javon Carter or Gary Payton the second. Nice. I love it. All right. Uh, let's talk horror. <laughs> Great. Um, Wes Craven versus Jordan Peele. I believe we agree. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jordan, but Wes is winning this one. Maybe 10 years from now, Jordan does this. Yes. But it's really yes. a seniority thing for me, I think stronger body of work yeah longevity plays a factor here right now Mm -hmm. and peel like given i guess this is a full overarching director conversation but in the in the horror category i feel like it should be kind of noted that peel might be shifting a little bit away from horror like nope wasn't really scary you know yep i'm with it whatever he's creating i think he's He's entering subgenre territory. Absolutely. Um, okay, I like that take. All right, moving on. on. This is going to be a hard-fought one. Yeah, it is. Put your boxing gloves on because we have John Carpenter versus Mike Flanagan. Buddy, I can't let you take Mike down like that. It's not happening, dude. It's not happening. It's not happening. Who are we kidding? Who are we kidding? I don't know. Who are we? Halloween kidding? poster sitting right behind me, maybe. It's. This is just for the love of John. This is this is the only thing keeping him in this fight. Mm-hmm. I think you know that Flanagan is a better director. I don't know, dude. Here's my thing, okay? He uh, is the master of this formula he's created for himself. This is the perfect horror archetype. I feel like this is... This is right up Steve Watts' alley in terms of what horror content should be like. It is right up Steve Watts' alley. That said, I've watched 15 John Carpenter films in the last year, and not a single one of them is below a two and a half. But it's like I feel like you owe it to him to make this argument because you've put so much effort into watching his movies. No, but I've put that effort in because they're so goddamn fun. They're fun. They're, They're fun. fun. Flan- They're Flanagan's fun. work, top to bottom, is great. I think I think you know it. I think okay. deep down you know it. Okay. I I'm, I want to make one more argument, and that is, who is the most famous horror horror person of all time? I mean, I'm sorry, Michael Myers. But, oh, okay, like character. Yes. It's Michael Myers. Every single person knows who Michael Myers is, even if you haven't watched his work. Mike Flanagan, ah, like, name a character in any Mike Flanagan film. Okay, dude, that's such a cheap. That's such a cheap shot. That's not what they're going for. It's yeah. two. It's two different types of horror, dude. And if you want to make that argument, like, there is an argument for Freddy. I think. There is. There is. Or, you know what, I'll even go even further, Count Dracula. I don't know about that. I don't I'd, know if I'd, he's no, even a I'd horror go. figure anymore with, like, Count Chocula cereal and Hotel <laughs> and Transylvania. You beat me to it. Damn it. Um, dude, I, I, I think your, your love for Carpenter here is blinding you. Carpenter is I the think. most successful independent filmmaker of all time. But netflix limited series oh my god <laughs> i that's that's why i keep coming back to this is i hate netflix i hate limited series like i i'm a i'm not a big show guy but i will show up for flanagan any given day 
He he's three for three on those on those shows. I, oh man. Oh man. But I when you want... examine the greater body of work, I just really feel it's Carpenter. Bro, it's because he's been doing it for like seventy five years. Shut up. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. We'll take Hush over over Michael Myers. You know what's funny when you asked me about the iconic character Flanagan had, I was legitimately gonna say the the mask from Hush. <laughs> Dude, no, look, I, I'm so torn here because I, I've said before, the thing might be my favorite horror movie, and it's, I mean, Lightyear is better than Oculus. Yeah, but this isn't a movie director bracket. This is a director bracket. And that's why I'm having a really hard time here. I, I, no matter who wins this, I want the record to show. I think John Carpenter is the greatest horror filmmaker of all time, and a top five filmmaker of all time. You're breaking my heart. I, I, I'm like, I'm hurting. I'm hurting for you. I feel like I, am I talking you into it? Are you afraid that I'm gonna talk for 45 minutes about Mike Flanagan? I, I just don't know if either of us are gonna win this. And do you want to flip a coin? That's, it's fine. Um, you can, you can take Flanagan here, but you owe me one. I don't know where you're gonna find. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Okay. Shit. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll take it. I'll take All right. it. <laughs> stocks okay bottom left back to the indie category we have Greta Gerwig versus the Daniels Gerwig right absolutely okay cool okay uh not even a question I think Gerwig is gonna go down as a top 10 director of all time probably when she's done right if she keeps this up I mean batting a thousand (laughs) yeah that and a thousand of movies in like the IMDb top 100 of all time. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, Lady Bird is a masterpiece. Little Women is just as good. Um, okay. Next up. Hi, uh, this is definitely it's your crazy request, that you it? owe me a favor yeah. right now. But uh, we have David Lowry versus Joaquin Trier. Oh, I, you know what? It's funny. Like, <laughs> I don't even think this is a bad take. I'm just disgusted that. I have to give it to you. I w- I wanted to fight. I wanted to. Uh yeah, it's it's a tough choice for me, truly. Um, because this is one and two for you, right? Top uh, top favorite movies. Is it one and two? I'm not sure if I've changed my two since then. My my number two on Letterbox is Normal People, even though it is a limited oh, series. Give me a break. Stop. You know you know how much I love that movie or that limited series. Um. Let me look at my at my favorites. Yeah, this is one and two for me. <laughs> that is a tough call. That's crazy. Um, that said, for those of you who don't know, Ghost Story is my favorite movie of all time. I think it is a complete masterpiece. The Green Knight is in my top 15 movies of all time. Um, I think David Lowry is... <clears throat> this is going to be an atrocious take, so brace. He might be the most talented visual storyteller that has ever uh graced the screen you know it's fine i'm not even that's not a terrible take awesome that's, dude what not... awesome yeah, I, I, look <laughs> i i'm i'm not the biggest ghost story or green knight fan but i can acknowledge 
Those are both uh, well told visually. I, I won't I won't argue with that. All right. Yeah. Um, and I did want to tell a quick story. You down for a little like one minute, maybe two minutes story real quick. Dude, totally. I'm not like completely exhausted. Totally. Awesome. Yeah, so, just keep going. <laughs> so uh, I had an ex-girlfriend who I showed a ghost story to and she was just broken. She stared at the wall for like 30 minutes after this. I was just holding her and I was like, you okay? And she was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it, it was just a painful watch for her as it was a painful watch for me. And um, it's something I'll never forget. And something she said about it has kind of stuck with me all these years. And it is just that this is a movie that only happens once. Like it is, and even you not being the greatest ghost story lover, I think can appreciate that that is one of the most just out there unique films that have ever been made. Yeah. Good take. Dude, you're on a roll. I'm kind of like weirded out. I have nothing to argue with right now. I'm actually considering sending a ghost story to all of my exes to just kind of, I don't know, (laughs) cut me. Um, but we watched that about uh, two weeks before The Green Knight came out, and I went and saw The Green Knight opening night with Ty. <laughs> Ty hated it. Sorry. Didn't really hate it. He just didn't like it, I guess. Um, right? I was bored. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is fair. And um, I went and saw it with her a couple of days later because I was like, I need to see it with somebody who's going to love this movie as much as I do. And she went in, and she said, oh my god they did it again (laughs) wow and i i kind of feel similarly like weirdly a ghost story works as as a double feature with the green knight as two just very slow meditative movies on kind of existentialism i'll give you that it's just it's not up my alley that's all it is yeah um so after that long-winded explanation we're gonna move lowry on (laughs) Dude, you totally didn't waste my time. Thanks. Wait, did I... Are you being sarcastic or no? No. Okay. Um, all right, top left. We're back to blockbusters, the fun stuff. Yay. <laughs> James Cameron versus Christopher Nolan, two of the best to ever do it. Wow. Um. Oh, my God. This is, this is, like this is pretty close to the Fincher-Tarantino, right? I... I, I agree. Even Fincher Kubrick, I think both of these guys have just <clears throat> movies I love that I consider some of the best of all time. Yeah. Um, My heart's telling me I'm leaning Cameron, though. Yeah. You know, I, it sucks because Nolan truly is, is up there. He's a wizard. He's, he's a wizard. He's, he should be Elite Eight, Final Four, whatever. But uh, the way this is seated, he can't be. And Cameron has three of the top five highest grossing movies of all time, and this is a blockbuster category. I don't know what else needs to be said. This guy just gets it. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. And you know what's funny is you keep coming back to like the blockbusters. Yeah. What I, what I keep thinking about is T2. I love Terminator 2. Really? What is? Who directed that? Cameron. Wait, actually? Yeah. I thought he just did... He did the first one, though, yeah? No, he did the first two. Yeah, okay. I thought he just did the first one. I didn't know he did the sequel. Yeah, no. Uh, heat check. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's fundamentally an amazing filmmaker. Yeah, I. It's hard to argue against him. I, I'm I'm glad we agree on Cameron. I thought we were gonna battle about that. Top left. Let's fight this one out. Unless we agree. Make, so your, ca- is, make your case for Bird, I guess. This is Brad Bird versus the Russo brothers. I don't care about blockbuster-ishness here simply because Brad Bird, in a way, I think, is a more successful blockbuster producer than the Russo brothers. That is because... Uh, producer, director, this er, is a director, director bracket. Sorry. This is a okay. director challenge. This is a director challenge. This is a director challenge and a producer challenge. I don't want to hear any arguments about it's him not, I'm not. I'm not talking about him as a producer. I just you, used no, the word you were. You, No, no you, you were going to do it. I just used the word produce as like a make. He has made films, meaning he has directed them. And I think that in a way, Bird is a better blockbuster director than the Russo brothers because... Bird essentially had a monopoly on kids' blockbusters for his heat run. Okay, but the he had Russo's... Incredibles. He had Incredibles two, and he had Ratatouille. I think that is better than Avengers Endgame, and I think you know that Ratatouille is a better movie than Avengers Endgame. I can make an argument that the Incredibles is a better superhero movie than Avengers Endgame. You're coming back to Endgame, but. You're forgetting, oh my god, you are going to get ethered for this. The Russos, Winter Soldier is their first MCU project, who people consider that to be the best Marvel movie. I don't agree. Yeah. It's not even my favorite Cap movie. But people, a lot of people have that top three MCU. We have Captain America Civil War. I think this is a consensus top five MCU movie for people. I think this is one of the good ones. It's hard to argue against that. Then we have Avengers Infinity War what I believe to be the best comic book movie of all time. Say what you want. I don't care. It's fucking awesome. And I think it's the only Marvel movie you like. So I don't even want to hear it. And then Avengers Endgame, say what you want about it. Yes, it's flawed, but it's basically Return of the Jedi, but in 2019. It was the ultimate hype bomb. It's the it's the biggest movie of our generation. It, I, ah, I don't okay. care if Incredibles is more technically sound but it's not as important i don't care what you say the I'm gonna, russos i'm, what, I'm what gonna a, throw one more argument at you and i don't know if you're gonna be able to argue against it if you give winter soldier Endgame, infinity war to john favreau are they the same exact movie i i don't know I are don't know. they just as successful mm, maybe I don't know. So if, is I it really if, about their director's talent or is it about I, them being put in a position to make the biggest movie of the year okay, or but of, they, the, they, of the century? They they put themselves in that position with Winter Soldier and Civil War. They, and now they, they're directing Gray Man, which sucks. It sucks. It's like it was written by AI. <laughs> okay. I, I can't help you. Hey, maybe it was written by AI. They just directed it. Look, I, I'm just saying that gauntlet, I, hard to find. Hard to find. I don't. I. I. I Look, just I, don't see how this movie is any different. How any of those movies are any different if anybody directs them, simply because of how much we know Marvel does not let their creatives cook. I just, the way I'm just gonna keep coming back to four top ten MCU movies. All right. But I we'll understand. move them on. They're gonna get defeated next round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
That's such an atrocious, atrocious take. <clears throat> um, all right, Russo's James Cameron, James Cameron. He <laughs> already just getting it done. I'm with it. Put it in the final four. You book it. The Russos had to try oh. and cheat to take to t- to overtake Avatar. <laughs> you are you're you're lying. I think you're gonna lie to yourself here. What? It's Gerwig, dude. Oh no, I know. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is Gerwig. Um, David Lowry is my favorite filmmaker, and I think he's very, very talented. But Greta Gerwig is the best in the business right now. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. All right. Oh. Long Lordy. elite eight matchups, or long sweet sixteen matchups. Quick elite eight matchups. <laughs> just get, just getting through this shit. Let's go. I want to do Fincher versus Marty. <laughs> Ooh, are we gonna argue? I think it's Fincher. Oh, sweet, dude! It's so nice when we agree on things. <laughs> it's it's so rare. And, yeah. yeah it just yeah, it just makes you feel good. You it know? does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It's Fincher. Marty is amazing, though. Yes, agreed. And Top five. His his film. Yes, his filmography is unbelievable. Absolutely. Uh, that said, Fincher is already i think better than him and somehow is maybe going to be the greatest of all time right yep he's he's on his way i i I don't see him yeah i hard to argue like i said i think he's the only one that can catch kubrick all right let's duke it out on this one okay the only like my heart is telling me west but I just went to war for Flanagan against Carpenter, and I think that my argument should be the same against Wes. I think that I believe all of Flanagan's projects that I love are better made and better sound horror projects in comparison to Wes Craven's. Except for Scream, the first one. Dude, that's that's I think where that's where Craven pulls ahead for me, I think, is Scream. You said it, the only guy that um, that holds a torch to Michael as being the most iconic horror character of all time is Freddy. You Ghost didn't face. even mention Ghostface. Shit, it's a good take. He's got two of the top five, at least two of the top three, really. Freddy um, too. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Uh, Craven is one of the most influential filmmakers of all time, in my opinion. Um, he ushered in that era of meta like movies essentially and he completely revitalized the horror genre when God, Scream that's came a, out. that's a great point scream really did kind of change the game it really did wow that's such a good take also just maybe top at least top 10 but you could argue top three top five greatest opening sequences in any oh, movie it's so good so good um, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time fighting for for flanny anymore dude um i also did want to point out there is a hidden nightmare on elm street trilogy that is amazing and it I, is the three movies that craven wrote <laughs> in the franchise oh nightmare one nightmare three dream warriors and new nightmare which which is the one where like it's meta, like it's completely meta, 
That's New Nightmare, and that was his, okay. like, roadmap for Scream. Okay. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense. All right. Yeah, I mean, you, you've talked me into it. I'm a big Wes guy. I, I've grown to love him over the years. God, I'm so glad. I had to give you one, man. I mean, I, I just put the Russo brothers into the into the elite eight <laughs> i i owed you one yeah i thought they were they were leaving round one um okay we're into our final four so from each of these regions one semi-champion has um come out from the blockbuster category it is james cameron no surprise from the indie gems category it is greta gerwig which is a little surprising to me um from the horror greats, we have Wes Craven, and from the old timers, we have David Fincher. I gotta tell you, I think the only difference between this list and what I would have filled out is maybe, maybe I would have talked myself into Flanagan, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think Gerwig maybe loses to Trier, but. I don't even know. I, I love this Final Four. I think we killed it. I honestly do, too. It's a, it's a great Final Four. With that said, I think I have my clear championship contenders here. Is it Cameron Fincher? Cameron Fincher. Uh, yeah, no, no arguments for me. Um, maybe oh 10 years from now, Greta Gerwig takes down James Cameron, but right now it's hard to argue with his success and his track record. You know, I was going to make the case, like, maybe in an alternate universe we took Christopher Nolan over Cameron. But even in that case, I think that Gerwig would still need a larger body of work to take him down. Yeah, honestly. I agree. Um, And then Fincher Craven, as influential as Craven was for the horror genre, I think Fincher is influential across the entire film industry. Yeah. We've made it. We've 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 found our our championship contenders. I, I pray we agree on this. We do. I mean, this entire podcast, all I've said is that he's the only one that can catch Kubrick. David yeah. Fincher has to be our winner. I I completely agree with you. James Cameron, hell of a run, but David Fincher is the blast pick for the greatest director of all time. Book it, dude. I. I love it. I, th- I think we did a great job. Uh, I'm I'm genuinely proud. I think we both had a couple great upsets. I think you know, so too. Couple good battles, but at the end, agreeing on a final four, <laughs> I, I can I can live with that. Um, and and to catch everybody up, or as a quick recap, Fincher's matchups throughout this. <laughs> <laughs> just he just went he went through <laughs> he went through hell. <laughs> He's he's John Wick five just battling <laughs> battling literally Satan to get through this bracket. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Round one he beats Tarantino. Round two he takes down Stanley Kubrick. Round three he pommels Steven Spielberg. Round four takes down Marty Scorsese. Round five takes takes out Wes Craven and finally in the championship he takes out James Cameron there's not like a single non-top 10 filmmaker on that list right dude that that is like Jimmy Butler taking this Miami Heat team to the finals (laughs) crazy this is this is unheard of 
what a what an amazing bracket um i had so much fun shooting this pod this is one of my favorites to do i know it's a little past your bedtime but uh, so worth it so worth it um yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep the intro or the outro short and sweet since we've kept this pod going for so long anyways uh but this was uh another great one and i hope everybody listening has a fantastic week and we'll catch you next time on the blast podcast fill out your own bracket i want to know what everyone else thinks